Tony Fauci was ordered by court uh, to make statements under oath. So he chose not to. Well, actually, what he did was he filled out the questionnaire that he was ordered to fill out, but he didn't sign it. He had another so-called doctor sign it. (laughs) So, oh, yeah, he answered the questions, didn't he? He just refuses to go under oath. Steve Bannon. This is democracy. This is democracy. The American people are way in measuring what went on with the Justice Department and how they comported themselves. They're weighing and measuring that right now, and they will vote on November 8th. They will vote. Hang on. They will vote. Hang on. They will. They will know. They will know. They. they, Can I go ahead and finish? Can I? Thanks. On November 8th, on November 8th, the American people will raise judgment, and we will broom the Biden administration ends on the 8th evening of the 8th of November. That's Bannon's statement having been sentenced to four months in prison. And what was originally going to be a $200,000 fine has been brought down to about 6000 bucks. The people cackling and screaming in the background hate the First Amendment, hate free speech, and want only their voices to be heard. Quite an imbalance, wouldn't you say? Uh, the Republicans, you know, Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell has withdrawn money in support of a candidate, Republican candidate in New Jersey, because that candidate said he wouldn't vote for Mitchell to be leader. They're getting ready for their next surrender. Are the rock-ribbed Tallinn Oak conservative Republicans getting ready for their next surrender? Oh, one other thing. Does it strike you as odd that Liz Cheney sits on the Jan 6 committee that that is now going to send Bannon to prison unless the Supreme Court intervenes? Um, That she sits on a committee with Jamie Raskin. You remember Jamie Raskin? Uh, I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified because they violated Florida's prohibition against dual office holding. Uh, I have an objection. Yeah, he had an objection. To who? What's Liz's dad? Liz's dad. Oh, in that instance, no, no, no. He wrote this book. He wrote this book, Jamie Raskin, about how Dick Cheney and George W. Bush stole an election. You know, like the big lie. Uh, Liz Cheney was asked about Jamie Raskin's book by Jamie Raskin. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Appreciate your support, and uh, dare I say it, love over these many years. Most of us have been together almost a decade now. 
All the new folks, you're joining a pretty tight group of people. We appreciate you as well. And let me say it this way. Without you as part of the podcast family, we don't get to do this at this level, if at all. So again, I say thank you. No one surrenders quite like the GOP surrenders. They, they start doing it in advance. They don't even wait until they must. They get ready to surrender in advance. I'm not trying to depress you for the elections. Please go vote. And if you can find truly godly people who seek to serve and not be served who are running for office, man, vote for those people. And if you can't find people who are committed Christians and seek to serve and not be served, at least find constitutionalists. And if you can't find constitutionalists and people who take the oath of office seriously, well, I guess then we go back to voting for the least of two evils. And in this case, there's going to be a lot of that. Steve Bannon has been sentenced to four months of prison time. And if it's going to be in the uh, little Guantanamo Bay they've set up for J6 people in in uh, D.C., well, we know what that's going to be like, solitary confinement, etc. And we know that they've done that to people. Um, harassment, we know they've done that to people. It's really fascinating to hear Liz Cheney address Jamie Raskin's book that said that her father, Dick, and George W. Bush stole an election. In fact... <laughs> She addresses it in a way that's a lot different than the way she addresses her contention that Donald Trump tells the big lie when Trump says that uh, the election was stolen from him. And I concur that the election was rigged, if not outright stolen. We'll get to that and more on the, uh, the preemptive surrender being waged by the rock-ribbed conservatives Kevin McCarthy and Mitchell McConnell. So if they're willing to do all this uh, in order to try to find a way to win the midterms, I just really shudder to think what they're willing to do to win a presidential election. Don't you? I mean, it's, it's going to be a thing to behold or a series of things to behold, I think. And that brings up risk and making sure that your money is not at undue risk. And one way to do that, in fact, I think a key way to do that is to get with Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management. So if you've heard the ads or you've heard me talk about him or you've heard him on the show or if you've heard just partner announcements like I'm doing now, well, let me give you an opportunity to interact directly with Zach. Uh, coming up this Thursday, it's on the um, the 27th, um, there's going to be a free live webinar. It's at 3 p.m. PST. Or we're, we're supposed to say now Pacific time. We don't see the ST anymore, standard time. Or someone said, no, you say PDT. Anyway, 3 o'clock Seattle time, Pacific time. It's a free live webinar, and Zach is going to go into transparent detail about Bulwark Capital Management's investment strategies and tactics. Um, He's going to look at the performance over 2022 as well as the previous years, and he'll go into a a great big, I don't want to say lesson, but discussion on why the 60-40 stock bond mix, your great-grandpa top and his his son and your dad and, and you to your kids, it doesn't work anymore. It can't. It doesn't apply. The system is rigged. We live in the chaos economy. And he'll talk to you about Borat Capital Management's risk management strategy, and that's at the heart of what they do. 
and you will see their performance. And he always takes time for questions uh, when he does these free live webinars. Despite the fact that they're free, they are not free of space limits, okay? These things often sell out, so just go to knowyourriskradio.com, reserve your seat. If you've heard us talk to Zach, you've heard me make partner announcements, you've heard ads about board capital management, this is your chance to get in and test the man uh, in a setting like that. It always takes time for questions. Just go to knowyourriskradio.com, K-N-O-W, knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice can be given under the client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor, representative of Check Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. So Bannon was not quiet. He's not a guy who's going to be quiet. Lead up to it. I challenge Benny Thompson today to have the courage to come to this courthouse. If he's going to charge somebody with a crime, he's going to be man enough to show up here or send somebody like Shifty Shift or Fang Fang Swalwell or send Liz Cheney, send somebody to the committee that has the guts to come here and accuse somebody of a crime. It is outrageous. And for them to sit there and try to get a complete hearing and they won't bring in any testimony, any testimony about FBI involvement, any testimony about DHS involvement, any testimony about any other involvement and what's driving this. The total and complete illegitimacy of Joe Biden. Trump won. Joe Biden illegitimate. 50% of the American people believe that today and they believe that not from hearing from mainstream media, from our great colleagues in the media, because they won't show any of it. That information has been suppressed from day one, but almost 50% of the American people believe it. You can't govern this country if you're not looking as legitimate. This is why no head of state in the world treats him with any respect. This is why the Chinese Communist Party treats him with no respect. This is why the Saudis embarrass him and humiliate him while he's over with the fist bump. You don't do that to a legitimate president of the United States. We have a constitutional crisis in this nation right now, and they're charging me with a crime. Have the guts and the courage, the guts and the courage to show up here and say exactly why it's a crime. Benny Thompson is a total, absolute disgrace, and this show trial they're running is a disgrace. And I will promise you one thing. When the Republicans have a sweeping victory on November 8th, starting in January, you're going to get a real, you're going to get a real committee. You're going to get a real committee with a ranking member who will be a Democrat. You will have a minority council that will be a Democrat. And this will be run appropriately, and the American people will get the full story. i got to tell you, I'm totally so ashamed of the Congress today for not for sending staffers over here to try to sell their case. They should be here, the senior people on the committee. So hours after that, the January 6th committee, which is, as you know, is, it, the, the, they say it's a select committee. Oh, and it is. It will not allow any exculpatory evidence. It will not look at Nancy Pelosi's role in refusing extra security for the Capitol. It will not look at Mitchell McConnell's role in partnering with his dear, dear friend, Nancy Pelosi, in refusing extra security for the Capitol. They won't look at the role of the FBI in allowing this because the FBI could have stopped it because they had informants. If it had been a long-standing plan, they could have stopped it. They won't look at the supposed bomb that was outside the pipe bomb that was supposedly outside the DNC. Was it actually a pipe bomb? In a building that's under constant surveillance, truly we can't do a better job of tracking that down? It was right within sight of security cams at the DNC. 
And it was right in sight of where any security guard would have seen it. We can't track that down. They won't, they won't hear any of that. No exculpatory evidence. And so Bannon didn't go. And of course, we know cons- we, we know about the picking and choosing of uh, Eric Holder saying 450 sometimes. I can't recall. I don't remember. I don't remember any specific circumstances about that. I mentioned Fauci, who's supposed to fill out a form under oath. He filled out the form, but then had someone else sign it. Or maybe the, maybe the so-called doc- doctor actually filled it out for Fauci. So he's just, he's, uh, I'd prefer, I would, I, would, I would prefer, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to go. I just, I filled out the form, but I'm very, very busy uh, planning uh, for my retirement. So then they subpoenaed Trump. Hours after this, they subpoenaed Trump. And they're going to make him. They're going to make him appear. They will sentence Donald Trump to prison. One way or another. And when that happens, they will be begging for violence. Begging for it. And that will be the design. And it's all a hypothetical because, well, maybe they won't get that far. Maybe the changeover in Congress will lead to this being headed off at the pass. If, in fact, the Republicans take control of Congress, perhaps President Trump will be allowed to fill out a checklist and then have Don Jr. sign it. Or Melania. Just not him. When the justice system only exists for one person, or for only exists for one side, it is not a justice system. It is a terrorizing system. It's an enforcement mechanism. It's not a justice system. And President Trump did put out a statement about this, and it's what you would expect. It's a, it's a clown show kangaroo court. He's right about the J6 committee. But the Republicans, so-called Republican leader Kevin McCarthy has announced they're not going to be impeaching any Biden cabinet officials. Because President Trump, used, or they used it against President Trump in purely political purposes. That is that the Democrats and their dear, dear friend, Liz Cheney, used it against Trump for political purposes. Therefore, McCarthy is not going to use it for legitimate purposes. Get it? An FBI staged a kidnapping hoax of a dictator, the dictator of Michigan. We're not going to impeach anybody in the FBI. For the first time in its history, Supreme Court's preliminary discussion or, or, or write-up of a discussion was leaked. Now, that's the Supreme Court's to investigate. Will they? No. Not really. You have the figurehead of the United States whose family got an interest-free forgivable loan from China in 2017 the man is 
in the White House, and we're told to call him president, and he has a has money in his bank account given to him by the Chinese Communist Party in the form of a forgivable loan. But no, we're not we're not going to impeach. Um, we have a figurehead who says twenty two million people have signed up for student loan forgiveness. I will remind you, you don't need to prove you've ever been a college student. You don't need to prove you ever took out a loan. <laughs> you really don't have to prove you're you. They just send you $20,000. But no, 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 we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't possibly, possibly impeach. There was a journalist. This broke over the weekend. I don't know how this has been hidden so long. There was a journalist who was writing about the um, failure in Afghanistan when the people who run Joe Biden turned over our our equipment, our money uh, in massive amounts to the Taliban, not to mention stranding Americans over there, not to mention getting American servicemen and women killed, not to mention giving up the one secure airport they had. They had two egress places, a, a, a public airport and a private military airport. They chose just to give up the uh, private military airport, which was far more securable, and then force everybody to take the commercial airport, which, of course, the Taliban was able to then you know, surround. You remember the story. You remember the, the billions and billions of dollars of equipment, military equipment left behind. You remember the databases left behind, which allowed them to go through and find Afghani citizens who helped the United States in Afghanistan. And that already began. They started the death crews, uh, you know, going to kick in doors and to murder people in front of their families. They started that a few days after the American troops left. You remember all that? So an Emmy Award-winning journalist, this is from the New York Post, who broke several high-profile national security and terrorism-related stories has gone missing since the FBI seized classified information from his laptop during a raid on his Virginia home, according to published reports. James Gordon Meek, a 52-year-old investigative reporter and producer of Hulu's acclaimed documentary 3212 Unredacted, has not been seen in public since heavily armed federal agents raided his penthouse apartment in Arlington in April, according to Rolling Stone. Now, Asterisk, Rolling Stone lies a lot. They fabricate stories from thin air, but now there are other other media sources who are now corroborating this. In the original reporting, Rolling Stone cited sources familiar with the matter as saying that federal agents found classified information on Meek's laptop. Did they find classified information like they did with James Rosen at Fox News who was writing about Benghazi like they did with Cheryl Atkinson? who is also writing about Benghazi. And still to this moment, to this day, Hillary Clinton cackles around free as a bird. Or what was it her friend Bill Ayers said? Guilty as H-E double hockey sticks and free as a bird. The Bible is so clear about people who have been granted stewardship over others as, as so-called leaders. Not to say, the Bible says leaders, that they are never to pick winners and losers, that they're used to use fair weights and measures, that they're never to treat a, an employee better than they treat themselves, ever. It's, it's, it's a constant refrain throughout the Bible, the Lord Jesus, and in the Old Testament. Both, both covenants, new and old, make that very clear. 
But this is what we see. And on that topic, have any journalists jumped in to say, remember when Trump was going to destroy journalism, when Trump was a threat to journalism itself? Remember when Trump was getting journalists killed? You have a journalist who has been disappeared or disappeared himself or committed suicide or has been murdered or is hiding out. Maybe he's just decided, you know what? If the FBI is coming after me, I'm going to hide out and I'm going to finish my book about the Afghani, um, the, the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Maybe I'm going to go to an undisclosed location. Maybe his publisher has secreted him somewhere. But there is no curiosity from the press about this. Meanwhile, as Republicans say, they will not, will not impeach cabinet members of the Biden regime. It's been learned that the FBI FBI Association, the, the Agents Association, this is their union, which they shouldn't be allowed to have. The FBI's Agents Association rewarded agents who took a knee to Black Lives Matter Incorporated, financially rewarded them for the theater of taking the knee to Black Lives Matter Incorporated. But no, let's let's not have any impeachments, Kevin McCarthy. That would just be political. That would just be political. You'll get this Liz Cheney bit. This is phenomenal. It goes to the heart of everything in relation to J6 and the party. I had a, a, a great discussion this weekend. I got a great text from um, John, who is Alan's dad at Alan's Artisan Soaps, alansoaps.com uh, slash Todd. And he's experiencing the show um, that now that we are being distributed by Radio America. And one of the things I want to make very, very clear, we are looking um, at, uh, I'm, I'm sleeping on my pillow tonight. And I've gotten a bunch of comments from you guys, a bunch of comments about my pillow, very positive comments. And I have yet to see a negative uh, comment. I also get constant streams of great comments about Alan Soaps from alansoaps.com slash Todd. Um, I believe that there's a category of soap at, at MyPillow. I, I'm not going to be trying that. With all due respect to Mike Lindell, um, who has, of course, put his money where his mouth is and put himself at great risk. I'll stick with the pillows and the sleeper and stuff. My soap is Alan Soap. AlanSoaps.com slash Todd. And the reason for that are many. One, I've fallen in love with the product. That's primary. Number two, these fragrances don't exist anywhere else. Number three, Alan is a young man filled with joy in the face of what would destroy many, many adults. Uh, Being so high up on the autism spectrum, also the structural health concerns, I want to back his joy. Number four, I want to back the play of the company Alan Soaps, which is why we started this. Alan Soaps is showing that, yep, we can use the talents that God gave young Alan, his child. Alan is God's child. And John and his wife steward that family. John, the leader of that. We use his talents as the chief soap officer. He's not aborted. He's not going to be aborted. And there are people like him. There's young people like him who need a place to work, not to get handouts, not to be stored. Or placated, but to work. That's what Alan does. And yeah, it always goes down to the soap. If you haven't yet, and now that Thanksgiving is in sight, it might be time to get over to alansoaps.com slash Todd. Remember that you get 10% off everything over there when you use my name. Check out 10% off at alansoaps.com slash Todd. The array of products are many. And the soaps 
are unique. You won't find them anywhere else. AllenSoaps.com slash Todd. So Liz Cheney was speaking at Harvard. You know, it's the Harvard School of Governance, and it was, it was so frightfully embarrassing uh, to see people placate to her in the way they do. Uh, I get it. There's, you know, young women are, I guess, starstruck at a, at, a, at a political person like that, young women who want to be in politics. And there was a young woman who, with a, apparently a professor, questioned, if you want to call it that, Liz Cheney for about an hour and a half. And every time this young woman spoke to Cheney, she issued some sort of some sort of genuflective praise to Cheney. Thank you for your transparency and your bravery, and uh, you inspire people like us. And again, I just want to thank you for being so transparent and brave. And again, just thank you for being here for speaking to us. You know, at Harvard, we just it was it was super embarrassing to use a young person's phrase as superlative. Super embarrassing. Then this topic came up towards the end, and it's Liz who brought it up. Now, before you hear this, let's review. Stephen Friend, an FBI SWAT team guy, many years, is on unpaid suspension because he said, I will not be involved in using FBI SWAT teams to go after Americans for misdemeanors, if that, when their local police force has already, already, or their local prosecutors have already dropped charges. Uh, when there's no violence expected, these are not militia members, when we don't do this to Black Lives Matter Incorporated or Antifa, and he followed the whistleblower protocol, which is supposed to provide you protection. I guess it's from being fired, but they're going to walk the line and say, oh, no, no, we didn't fire him. We just suspended him without pay. Because he said this is all political. So he's suspended without pay. His wife recently was let go from her job. An unrelated job. Huh. That's interesting, but let's not impeach. You know about General Flynn and his family and what they did to him. Alex Jones facing a, they want a trillion dollars from Jones. Did the families of Sandy Hook want, I guess, more than a trillion dollars? There's Most countries don't have a trillion dollars. And he's already been ordered to pay them a billion dollars for being wrong about Sandy Hook. For being incorrect in his analysis. A billion dollars. But let's not impeach. We have proof, and we'll talk about this in detail next hour, that the people who run Joe Biden, and including Tony Fauci who runs Joe Biden, made a decision to outreach to every to all media producers and hosts to convince them to pimp the mRNA injections, which we'll talk about next hour. There are not sufficient words to describe the evil that is being done with these injections. I, I, I don't even know how I'm going to make it through next hour without blowing up. But let's not impeach. We have the interactions from government and former government people former FDA board member who then went to Pfizer who went to Twitter and said ban 
Alex Berenson. And no one cares. Scott Gottlieb did that. That is blatantly unconstitutional Twitter acting on behalf of the government. They did that. And it wasn't even at that point, Gottlieb wasn't even with the government. He just joined with government voices. He's a Pfizer guy. But yeah, let's not impeach Kevin McCarthy. Let's absolutely not impeach. It would just just be political. We have the guy who gets to run the FBI, Chris Ray, using the airplane we own as a rental car. Basically, it's commercial aircraft to take him wherever he wants to go, whenever he wants to go. But let's absolutely not impeach because it would be political. You have Merrick Garland who is continuing to go after pro-life demonstrators and protesters who 18 months ago, in some cases, stood outside of abortion clinics, didn't hit anybody, didn't block anybody, were just there. He will not go after people who are breaking federal law who are to this day outside of the Supreme Court justices' homes when it is blatantly, clearly unambiguously illegal for them to do that. Should it be illegal? That's debatable, but it's not debatable that it is illegal. Merrick Garland won't prosecute that. But let's not impeach. I mean, that would be purely political. What what McCarthy and, and, and McConnell say here is, we don't want to impeach. We want to run on this. We don't even have to talk about it. And this is the thing. This is how Machiavellian this all is. Uh, like right wing. A right-wing talk radio, right-wing podcasting, they're going to get the base uh, running around up about uh, Merrick Garland uh, and abortion and, uh, and, 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 and and the social issues. Um, and, you know, we don't have to dirty our hands at that. Uh, you know, that's, that's all. They, they, they don't have anywhere to go. Uh, Democrats so extreme on that. Uh, they don't have anywhere to go. Uh, so uh, podcasts and, and, and talk radio, get, get them riled up, and we don't get our hands dirty. Uh, we just sit and we talk about tax cuts uh, and, 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 and gas prices and inflation. Uh, we stick, uh, we, we, we dance with the, the woman we, we brung to the dance. Uh, that's uh, uh, the good old tax cuts uh, and inflation. Uh, and you, you let the rabble rouses rab the, uh, rabble the rouse, rouse the rabblers. That's what they mean. Meanwhile, they surrender. They plan the surrender. So, Liz Cheney, sitting there at Harvard on this panel, and she gets asked, well, she gets asked these questions, softball questions, not a difficult question amongst them. Uh, questions of the variety of how can you be so great? Questions on the variety of just like everyone at Harvard, I, I know that Trump is an imminent danger to our democracy. No one said republic. Questions like that. Liz Cheney brought herself to talk about Jamie Raskin. I'm, I'm sure you remember Jamie Raskin. He is one of the uh, one of the authors of the Big Lie. Uh, I have an objection because ten of the twenty nine electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified because they violated Florida's prohibition against dual office holders. He also wrote a book saying that uh, Liz's dad, Dick Cheney. And George W. Bush stole an election. Uh, and I think that, you know, I, I tell people the story about the, the first time I met Jamie Raskin. Uh, we met on the floor of the House. We were elected the same year. 
and he's a constitutional law professor, and he was telling me he's written several, several books. And I said to him, well, why don't you send me one of your books? And he said, well, he said, you know, my last book was about how Dick Cheney and George Bush stole the election in 2000. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, I don't really need that one, Jamie. You can send me another one. Um, but, but I think what we, what we do is we recognize that at the end of the day, we're all Americans, we're all working towards the same thing. And, and I think that, that I hope can be an example for other committees in Congress. I think. Are we all clear? Jamie Raskin didn't tell a big lie. Just wrote a book. It's all good now. That woman is leading the efforts to put Trump in prison. So for what? Well, because Trump threatens her world. He threatens the province of D.C. It's funny as you talk about these things and life intervenes and I, you could say it's happenstantial that it intervenes. I'm just looking at something from China. And my friend Brian Suits, who is now on the radio in Seattle in the, in the, the day part we see in radio that I used to was on for almost, almost 10 years, about eight years. He, he's pretty expert on China. And he just posted something that happened in the Chinese Communist Party Congress, if you'd like to call it a Congress. And I'm just going to ask, I'll describe it to you, and then I'm just going to ask if we think it's really all that different. Is it really all that different uh, from what is fixing what the J6 committee, Nancy Pelosi and her dear, dear friend, Nancy Pelosi, or uh, pardon me, Liz Cheney, are fixing to do in the United States? Oh, I should tell you something. I will. That's what I do. I tell you things. The soda weight loss protocol uh, that I've been talking about, some gentleman asked me the other day, um, when I lost my 150 pounds, he said, I've heard you say you weren't hungry, and I'm sorry, I don't buy that. And man, I, I we talk so often in the show about this, and let me say again very clearly, at the beginning of that process, I wasn't hungry. And I've said, at the end of the process, yeah, I, I experienced some hunger. And understand this, that at the time that I did that, took off the 95 pounds, because the 50 pounds I did on my own, I followed a book called The Zone, and I had some success. I took off 50 pounds, but I was still 100 pounds, way, way too much fat on my body at 100 pounds, particularly the visceral fat, the stuff that gets in between your organs and can lead to diabetes and heart failure, et cetera, heart disease. And it capped, my, my, my weight loss capped. I kept, I kept doing The Zone. I kept increasing my exercise. When I went on a protocol, 
And this is why I understand the soda weight loss protocol pretty, pretty well. And this is why I can tell you it's a fantastic protocol. Not only that, because I've met people who've taken off 150 pounds and 60 pounds and 80 pounds. And I have notes after note after note from very gracious members of the podcast family who share with me their success at soda weight loss. I've got a loved one on it and she's just shining with success in the soda weight loss protocol. So, so to be clear, when I was experiencing hunger, I was doing two, let's see, two one to one and a half hour workouts per day, every day. So on rest days, my one and a half hour workout would be just something very simple like rowing or running, not particularly intense, a relaxed pace and on either or both or some swimming occasionally. But that's not the design of the soda weight loss protocol. It's, it's to make sure you are not that hungry. So they give you convenience foods. That's part of the purchase price. You get convenience foods. They give you cooking classes. That's part of the purchase price. They give you these, um, these, these meditation, Christian, Christian meditation, audio things. That's part of the process. They bring a nutritionist in to help you. You'll have a team of nutritionists at Soda Weight Loss. That's part of the process. And if you are experiencing hunger and you get to that point, ask them about tricks of the trade. I learned some. I'll give you one. I thought this was gross until I did it. Then I began to love it. Before bed, I would drink a tea and I would put coconut oil in it. Dissolve it. I thought, oh, this is gross. It's not. It's actually really delicious. And you know what? The hunger was gone. They know what they're doing. Healthcare providers from way back. It's Soda Weight Loss, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com. If you're locked, fat is locked, go to Soda Weight Loss, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com. So my friend Brian Seuss just posted this on Twitter, and this is, um, this is the write-up. Former Chinese uh, leader Hu Jinato, taken out of the Chinese Party Congress, apparently against his will. What happened? Hu was China's top official before Xi. Did he oppose Xi's historic power grab? CNN reporting on the incident censored in China. So Xi, by saying I'm going to have another term, is breaking precedent. And the, the very idea that the figurehead calls Xi, the president of China, is laughable. And if I'm not mistaken, Xi is seated right next to this gentleman. And yes, a masked man comes and is lifting him from his chair. He does not want to leave. He's holding on to the desk. He's an older gentleman. Now others are coming to pull him out. He does not want to leave. He's being taken out against his will. And, and he turns and he talks to Chi. Chi laughs at him. Now that's China. We don't do things like that here. We don't, in the United States of America, we don't do things like that here. This is democracy. This is democracy. The American people are weighing and measuring 
what went on with the Justice Department and how they comported themselves. They're weighing and measuring that right now, and they will vote on November 8th. They will hang on. They will vote. Hang on. They will. They will note. They will note. They. Can I go ahead and finish? Can I? Thanks. They, on November 8th. On November 8th, the American people will raise judgment, and we will broom the Biden administration ends on the eighth evening of the eighth of November. Yeah, we don't do things like that here. Joe Biden illegitimate. 50% of the American people believe that today, and they believe that not from hearing from mainstream media. When they put Trump under oath, the president will make every effort to not go, and his lawyers will make every effort for him to not go. And again, it may come to the Supreme Courts who will order him to go in my judgment. The very thing that I was told about Trump by people in conservative radio who never did come around to Trump. And look, uh, it's, it's history. Why would I deny it? I wasn't able to come around to Trump in the first election. I was deceived. People who never did come around to Trump had said he's going to throw his political opponents in jail. But what if they belong in jail? The very thing for which they hope to jail Trump, they have done in Portland and in Minneapolis actual violent insurrections. Successful, I would add. The taking of a police station, that's a successful insurrection. A real one. The shutting down of a city, six blocks of a city, for almost two months, is successful. The, sh- the shuttling, uh, the, 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 the destruction of police departments around the country is another form of insurrection. Successful. The very thing that they do, they are now going to try to hang Trump up on. Whatever we do and have a respond, I would beg all of us to do it from a perspective of what does the Bible say? Now, there's going to be a lot of discussion. If they do, in fact, put President Trump in prison, there's going to be a lot of very, very weighty discussion. And at that point, I will remove myself from qualification. There are going to be people who are saying this calls for just war. There will be people saying that. At that point, I'm going to turn to people who know the Bible a thousand times better than I do. And I'm going to ask them to, to describe to me the response that they recommend given their vast knowledge of the Bible. But I'll say this. Those of us who are even beginners at the Bible, those of us who are even beginning to walk in the Lord know this. We cannot be manipulated emotionally. This is where the devil plays. 
The devil plays in the corners of hatred and lust and jealousy and coveting. And he doesn't land in front of us and say, steal that car. He lands in front of us and says, it's sort of unfair that they have nicer things than you do. And sometimes we hear his word as our word or his demon's words as our own. So what we cannot do is allow any corners, any dark corners in our psyche to sit there where the devil would like to play because that's where he plays. This is going to be the hardest possible thing that we do as they now pursue this path against Trump. And we can hope and pray that a Republican Congress doesn't let it get to that point. At the same time that we hope and pray when there is clear, there is clear corruption that they pursue that. And it's to be non-manipulable emotionally by putting our feet right on a solid block that says, even when I don't want to, I will love my neighbor. Even when I don't want to, I will hope for peace. Even when I'm tempted to exact vengeance, I shall not because vengeance is the Lord's. That's going to be our challenge, and it's going to be an even bigger challenge because the people who want to do this are themselves emotionally manipulated and are themselves doing everything they can to drive us to desperate actions. So if it's helpful, let's just look at it this way. We will not give in to them. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be grounded in the knowledge that the liar, the thief, and the murderer, the original one, hides in the darkness, opens tiny corners of doubt and anger, and uses them to harm us. 